Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. There are many different paths you can take, but there's only one road to Atlanta. Drive deep out to left field. He clubbed it. Brady twisting and turning, looking up and giving up. It's a home run for Dansby Swanson. Flair out towards shallow right. That's big trouble. Albies going back. He dives and he makes the catch. What a play, Ozzie Albies. Swanson is headed for three. He'll try for it inside the Parker. Relay throw comes toward the plate. He'll score standing, and it's his second inside the park home run of the season. This is your weekly podcast dedicated to the Atlanta Braves farm system. Follow the show on Twitter at Road, the number two, Atlanta. Now, hit the road with your hosts, Eric Cole, Gaurav Vidak, and Garrett Spain. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Road to Atlanta, a podcast devoted solely to the Braves farm system and Braves prospects. I am one of your hosts, Eric Cole. You may recognize me from my work over on TalkingJob.com, where I've been the deputy site manager for the past three seasons, the minor league editor since 2015. Uh, frankly, I'm having trouble even counting the number of seasons now. Now, normally this is the part where I would be introducing my co-hosts. Usually it's Grav or Matt, Garrett. Uh, we've even had Wayne Cavati on the show helping out uh, here and there as well. This is a special episode. Uh, I'm, I'll call him my co-host, but more of a special guest today. Uh, we get questions about this particular podcast, particular prospect more than anyone, any other when we've been doing mailbags. So instead of just having to answer one or two questions at a time, I think that the best course of action is to just get the man himself on the podcast so he and I can talk some baseball. One Michael Harris, prospect wonderkind, is joining me today. Michael, how are you, man? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about this one. Uh, I've always enjoyed talking to you. You're just, you know, it's always nice kind of a guy who just has this an innate feel for the game uh, and understanding for the game at such a young age, just being able to talk and, like, watch and experience your development through your eyes as well as through ours. And I'm really excited to get a chance to talk to you about kind of what's been going on. Um, for those who aren't aware, I have interviewed Michael once. Uh, this was after his first pro season uh, where we talked a bit about how that pro season went, all the draft and all that stuff. We're not going to be talking about that stuff today. Uh, Grav, kind of the same thing, was kind of a little bit later last year, kind of working through what was going on last year. Today we're going to be talking about alternate site, what, we, what was happening there, spring training, and kind of what's going, what, what things look like for you going forward. So – before we kind of get into what happened at the alternate site last year, let's talk about spring training and this little bit of a coming out party that you had, because, you know, you had some pretty big praise coming from some pretty big names, Snitker, some Hall of Famers that I'm not going to mention, some guys who <laughs> should be Hall of Famers that I'm not going to mention. And that praise is always nice, right? But in your mind, how did your, how did big league camp go? And what kind of, what was your biggest takeaway from that big league camp experience? Um. Big League camp was actually great. I went into it with the mindset of just trying to get comfortable around the surrounding and environment and just being me and having fun at the same time, 
but most most importantly just being comfortable and like playing like I belong there and want to be there for a long time well I mean you certainly impressed some folks that that is for sure um and again like you know with a big league camp you're not going to make any big time adjustments just because again it's like you're you know that's kind of what you're doing right now uh for those who aren't aware the uh, this is big minor league camp just got started for you guys. Uh, for those who are trying to queue up what the timing of this interview is, the Braves just beat the Nationals seven to six for their first uh, victory of the season, which made both Mike and I quite happy. So we've talked a little bit about how spring chain camp went, you know, and again, you, you performed well, you impressed the hell out of everybody, but the thing that was kind of getting you on the map and we were starting to hear about was the work that we were doing over at the alternate site. Uh, and it's hard for me to grasp how development can and should work without a minor league season, because I'm used to seeing you guys going up against other guys who are doing everything in their power to get you out so that they can advance themselves. So a lot of people just to be blunt, don't even know what happened at the alternate site, other than I'm sure there was some, some games that you guys did little scrimmages, right? So could you give us a sense as to like what a typical week looked like at the alternate site for you and maybe like how many games you played in? Uh, typical week, um, probably play about three or four scrimmages against each other. At one point, I think we did it like every day towards the end. But um, yeah, just normal practice stuff: um, stretch, throw, outfield, infield, outfield, hit, and then we're done. And then normally after that, we'll play a game against each other, about seven innings, and just do that pretty much three or four times out of the week if we're not playing. So you're, you're kind of going, again, all the, doing these scrimmages and kind of getting, it seems like it's doing a lot of group work. You know, it's not just like yeah. a lot of, it's not, it's not like instructs where you might get more individualized instruction, mm-hmm. or at least that's right. the way it used to be. And again, there's no way of telling kind of how that, you know, looks these days. Um, and I know kind of every organization is different now. Um, and people are just now getting to know you, but that's when we were starting to hear whispers about what you're doing. Uh, a certain at bat against Ian Anderson comes to mind. Uh, yeah, you, you get <laughs> How did you get a hold of did you get a hold of that one? Or was it <laughs> Yeah, I'll say I got a hold of it. Yeah, I th- we, we 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 heard about it and uh uh and by the way, we saw the video of what you did to my boy Soroka too. Uh and I don't know if that did that ball get over the fence? Just no, it hit the wall. It hit the wall? Yeah. Okay. All right, I'll allow it then. That's fine. As long as you're not, <laughs> you're not as, as long as, as long as you're not getting to my boy too too much, um, but I, I want to talk. But again, over the course of this, you've had you had not really a full season of pro ball. You got called up to Rome crazy early, uh, and you know that was just right in your draft year, right out of high school. And then right. your first, what would have been your first season of full season ball, you're at an alternate site. So exactly. when when during that alternate site work, did you realize that? Did you feel like there was a point where everything really started clicking and you started performing much better? And was there a reason for that, or was it kind of just a gradual progression over time? Um, I think it was gradual, just um, first facing all the big league arms and big league ready arms that we have and coming up and down. Um, I really just try to take it one day at a time and learn from each at bat to get better each day. Never really try to do any do too much with the um, experience they have and the knowledge they have pitching they really mess you up in the box if really thinking too much and trying to do too much in the box. So I really just had one approach, went with it every day, and it seemed to work. 
was there like early on, like, again, you're going against guys who have just been in pro ball longer than you. Was there like a particular type of pitch or something that you had trouble picking up on at first? Not necessarily, but I know the, the pitch that gets me out the most is, well, I wouldn't say get me out the most, but most effective for any batter is like the righty, righty on lefty uh, change up away. Okay. Well, that's, you know, if anyone, if any guy has a good change up, that's going to get, that's going to cause problems. Yeah. Right. So, um, so. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It was kind of a gradual progression for you. Now, speaking of gradual progressions, I can't help but notice when I saw you in 2019, kind of a skinny kid coming out of high school, and you've been filling out a good bit. Um, so, like, I wanted to ask you kind of, like, how much muscle have you put on? And was that something that was by design? Or and is that kind of where you want to be like, in long-term physically? Or is it something you just kind of filled out your body, just kind of just getting a little older? I mean, I honestly didn't do it purposely. I mean, it just... I guess getting older, it happened. But um, I didn't put on – I think I put on since high school. I'm like 215 now, so I wasn't 195, so that's about 20. Um, I still feel like I'm the same as when I was in my high school. I still feel like I move around the same, um, maybe even faster or quicker. Uh, I mean, I feel like it's good muscle, definitely. Yeah, it's not something that's like you, like your run times are about the same or is even a little bit yeah, faster. Yeah. It's not right. so, yeah. And that's and that and, the, and you feel good where you are. You know, it's not something like you're like I want to put on another ten or fifteen pounds so I can. Right. Okay, I got you. That make that makes sense. Now, for me, I will I will say this. Whenever I've been per- covering minor league baseball, I have the toughest time evaluating young position players, particularly because. The one thing, like you can, you can tell when the guy has quick hands. You have, a, you know, like his control of the barrel. You can, you, you can kind of see, you know, does he have bat speed? Does it mean how strong is he? Mean obviously, when you see in, in batting practice and the guy just consistently parking balls over batter's eyes, yeah, he's strong. He has wrong power, raw power. But the thing that's the thing that I look for the most, and it's one of the harder things for me to gauge development on, is pitch recognition. Uh, and like being able to make adjustments, adjustments based on that pitch recognition. The example you gave of a changeup is a good one because what happens with a lot of young hitters is that they, they're like, you see their hands about to set and then they realize that it's a changeup coming and not a fastball. And then one of two things, well, one of two things happens more often than not way out in front swing looks bad, but you know, for other, for other times, there's also a case where you can see, you know, them making an adjustment mid swing. So 
and folks seem to be really be raving about your approach and your patience in the, in the, in the box. So I guess my question is what work have you done specifically to like work on that pitch recognition to, when do you kind of consider yourself an aggressive hitter or do you, are you kind of pretty content to be a patient, take your walks uh, and look for your pitch late in counts? Uh, I would say I'm a, I'm a mixture of both. Um, in high school, I was more of an aggressive hitter because mostly they're throwing fastballs. Then the curveballs aren't really as good. But uh, now I've started to be more patient and recognize pitches. And the main thing is um, when you see a pitch and you know, like, you know the pitch, um, don't try to do too much because that's when you um, miss it or end up rolling over. So I, I kind of just try to say the same on each pitch. Regardless, like if I have to reach out, still just put it in play and make anything happen. Um, it's really how I go about it now. More of a patient than aggressive now, but I can still, I still sometimes when I go up, I have the approach of being aggressive as well. You know, try try to pull, try to pull a yank one or two yeah. at bat. But you know, when you when you need to, you know, poke the ball the other way, and like you did in spring, sometimes you poke the ball over the fence the other way, and that works out okay too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, you don't strike me as a guy that's like content, you know, you're not, you don't think that you're a big leaguer now you're thinking of like, how do I get better? You know, how do I get, how is, how is tomorrow going to be better? Um, at this moment in time, and again, it could be at the plate in the field, whatever, what do you think the area of your game that needs the most improvement and kind of what like sort of specific steps are you taking to get there? Um, honestly, I feel like I can still work everywhere. Um, so about the being a big leaguer right now, I know I'm not one right now and know I need work, but I've, I've always told myself if I was in that situation, at some point I would know when to adjust and like fit in with the big leaguers if I had to. If I was put in that situation, I feel like I would, yeah, adjust. Um, other than that, I mean, I'm going to work everywhere regardless. There's always room to work at every position, every situation. So, yeah, that's basically how I go about it. I, I see you're kind of leaving the door open in case they call you, you know, just in case, right? <laughs> like, you're like, hey, I'm not going to say no if they <laughs> if they call you Yeah, up. of course I won't say no. Absolutely not. No, you shouldn't, 100%. Uh, so, and again, we've talked to you a couple times now. Um, mm-hmm. And I like to talk a little bit about approach because, I mean, like, you know, with like physical tool sets and stuff like that, I can only ask you like, you know, like how much are you benching? What's your run speed? Like I, I can, I, I can look at a stopwatch and I can ask a strength coach that. Right. But I want to know you've been, so you've had a little bit of experience in pro full season ball with Rome. Then you had the experience at the alternate site. How are opposing pitchers pitching to you right now? And kind of how has that changed like over the course of the past year or so? Mm. I feel like most of them either try to work out and some just try to work in, but it's never really middle-middle unless it's like a hitter's count, 3-1, 2-0. Most of them try to stay low and away, uh, try to work up and in. And I really, I really learned from that. And pitch recognition has definitely helped. So I've taken a lot more balls and noticing where they are coming out of the hand, seeing a rotation has really helped a lot. Okay. And again, that's just kind of been consistent throughout your pro career so far is just kind of working those, you know, up and in, low and away. Not, no one's right. like going, you're not, you're not seeing the same kind of pitch over and over again. They're just kind of, you right. know, just trying to not put anywhere thing where you can do too much damage. I got mm-hmm. you. All right. I'm going to, and again, I don't want to take too much of your time because I know you're a busy guy. 
uh, and you guys are just kind of getting, you know, cranked up down there. But I'm going to give you a chance to brag on some of the other guys in camp, some of your friends with you, some of the guys you've been playing with over the past year and a half, who are a few of the guys at the alternate site, uh, or at spring training for that matter. And these are, I'm talking about guys who haven't made the big leagues yet. I mean, you know, bragging on Ian Anderson seems, you know, yeah, we get it, right? But, like, who are some of, who, who are, who are some of the guys that, like, you have been playing with for a while, uh, whether it be your draft classmates or even guys you've just kind of encountered recently that have really kind of caught your eye and maybe deserve some recognition from us? Uh, i say uh, Trey Harris is hit to a definitely, definitely uh, catches the eye. Yes. Um, He's so funny, too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, a lot of our players deserve a little more uh, recognition than they get. But I mean, it's kind of it's kind of hard without us having a season last year and not really getting to see. But um, how's Vaughn Grissom looking this year? That's another one. Out there, side, he was looking really good too. Uh, I haven't seen him yet. We start with them on the ninth, so I see okay. him on the ninth. But gotcha. yeah, he was really he was really good at the alternate side too. It looked like he fit in. Um, it's a lot of youngins coming up. We have a lot of good pitchers. I can say that, like Devito, Ricky Devito. He's probably have, he has probably the best changeup I've ever seen. That that's gonna make one of our writers really happy. He's a big yeah. Ricky Devito fan, uh, and uh, I, that's the really tough part. True. So, like, uh, in terms of like you know, like Tyler Owens and those guys, like everyone was looking good. I mean, I, I guess you know, some of these guys you didn't get to see even at the alternate side because they weren't playing, right? I mean, no. is that something? You, and you guys don't get to keep. I mean, I I guess you wouldn't. How, who were you working out with in the off season? Um, on the team, just or just whoever. Oh, I was working out with Marquis Grissom. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. I, I mean, you guys are both from that general area. That's right. I did forget about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. interesting. All right, Mike. Well, I've bothered you long enough. I appreciate you taking the time, buddy. Um, and again, I want to take just take a moment just to kind of appreciate that you've you've taken all this time to answer a lot of these questions because uh, we get asked about you a lot. A lot like, it's it's every day. Like, when are we calling you up? Uh, and you know, I'm sure that you wouldn't mind answering that call, but you know, we're really looking forward right. to see you see you playing in some full season ball. I uh, really appreciate you taking the time. And until next time, we'll see you on the on the road. All right, thanks for having me. All right, thanks, buddy.